Thank you for downloading the Barbecue Central Show. The Barbecue Central Show is supported in part by these great sponsors. The Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic pit temperature control devices and barbecue pits. Their website is thebbqguru.com. Also, Butcher Barbecue, maker of injections, rubs, and sauces. Their website is butcherbbq.com. And by Big Papa Smokers, your one-stop online shop for anything in the barbecue and grilling industry to include world championship winning rubs. Their website, bigpapasmokers.com. And by Cookshack, maker of pellet and electric cookers. You can visit them at cookshack.com. Also, Chops Power Injector System. Three different size injectors to choose from. Find out more at barbecuekansascity.com, and that's barbecue, B-A-R-B-E-Q-U-E. And by Pit Barrel Cooker, one of the most unique and versatile cookers out there on the market. Visit them at pitbarrelcooker.com. And by Smithfield, the biggest name in pork, bringing you great opportunities this barbecue season. Get Smokin' with Smithfield and their grant program and committed cooks program. Learn more at smokinwithsmithfield.com. And by Green Mountain Grills, some of the finest pellet cookers on the market. Their website, greenmountaingrills.com. Also by Cookin' Pellets, manufacturer of wood pellets to fire wood pellet cookers. Their website is cookinpellets.com. You can also purchase on Amazon.com as well. This is Marley and Robbie, and you're listening to Barbecue Central. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike your match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Welcome to the really big Barbecue Central Show. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. We're broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. I'm Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday. 4th of July. Hey, even though the show is jam-packed, if you should see fit to want to jump into the show this evening, there's a couple ways you can do it, and here's how you would do that. You can get in touch with the show by calling 216-220-0966. Email Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. On the Twitter and Instagram, at BBQCentralShow. Anything else you want to find out about the show? can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening. Because nobody got the newsletter. That's right. No, no. I have to imagine there is a sizable portion of the Centralite listening audience that thought for sure there is no way that Rempy is going to saddle up and do a show here on July 4th. Well, guess what? You're wrong. You're wrong. How dare you 
question my integrity and my loyalty to the show, and not to the show only, but to the central line public, you realize, of course, that there will be thousands and thousands of central lines that will be waking up tomorrow ready to consume the Barbecue Central Show podcast, which the majority, the overwhelming majority of you do, Wednesday through the following Tuesday, whatever it is. And they're going to wake up, and they're going to want a new Barbecue Central show tomorrow, which is Wednesday for those of us taking it in live today. Because the number is meager. The live number, folks, is meager tonight, which I get. In 30 minutes, there's going to be fireworks blasting off. You're going to be celebrating the 4th. Some of you have already perhaps been vomiting because you've drinking too much. You've eaten and drank too much. I get it. I mean, I had to stay in my lane all day today, make sure I was hammering down the three guests that I got and not overdoing the libations, taking in this great holiday. And this is a great holiday. Whether you are Republican, Democrat, or likewise, folks, I'm here to tell you, I've taken a recent survey, and this still is the best country to live in on the face of the earth. It is. Even though North Korea is blasting off intercontinental ballistic missile successful tests that could, in fact, reach Alaska if they so desire, never fear, for tonight we are talking about barbecue and grilling stuff. In real life, we'll have to wait yet another day. So, do me a favor. Let everybody know that the show was on. Send them to a couple different websites if they only want audio, which I certainly appreciate. Send them to my website, thebbqcentralshow.com. If they want video, they want to see this masterpiece unfold before them and their very eyes, send them to the longtime syndication partner of this show, outdoorcookingchannel.com. You can also send them to uh, IP television platforms, uh, Internet Protocol, I believe they call it. IPTV, go to the App Store. If you see Outdoor Cooking Channel in your App Store, depending on what platform you're on, download it, and you can get access to the live stream. Not only that, but if you keep watching it, you can watch all of the live archives all the way through. Now, I have been told by a number of people that for whatever reason, the Roku archives don't update nearly as frequently as my podcast feed, which is why I would urge you to subscribe to my podcast feed on iTunes, on Google Play, on all the other different podcast catchers or directories or whatever you want to call them. Because at 11.55 tonight, this show will go live on podcasts and you can get it and consume it at however you would like, which is 99% of you. By the way, the month is over of June, and I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, the largest month of downloads we have ever done. Ever. I'm very excited about that. The month before that, I can tell you that it was the most downloads that we ever had. We were close to 23,000 downloads last month in June. We were... 20,000 the month before that. We were 18,000 the month before that. I'm telling you, folks, the last five months have been record after record after record. And some of that thanks has to go to JK Media. 
My media partner, who I have been working with here over the last three months or so, trying to get the word out about the show and getting the subs and all that other stuff. So, shout out to JK Media. Here's what's happening on the show, because you didn't get the newsletter. It is the first Tuesday of the month, so if you can believe that I'm going to be pulling in a Barbecue Hall of Famer, well, then you can believe that. At 914, it is in his customary spot, Ray Lampy. Dr. Barbecue. Lots to talk about with Ray. At 9.35, he is Canadian. We won't hold that against him. He is a YouTube star and sensation. And a longtime Central Light, Jason King. Barbecue food for you. And then at 10.14 and potentially 10.35... He currently has a Baker's Dozen number of Emmys locally in the San Diego, California area. Sam, the cooking guy, joins me as well. Probably been about six or seven months since we had Sam on the show. So looking forward to talking with all of those gents. Sam, Jason, and Ray rounded out, of course. Should free time allow, love to have you on the show as well. 216 220 0966 or the email greg at the bbq central show.com kind of sad news mostly for me to a degree and the greater cleveland folks but two-thirds of the ownership of barbecue in parma and of course i had all three-thirds of those people here I don't know, a month or two, maybe it was three months ago. You remember them. They were the three live and studio guests. We were talking a lot about barbecue in Cleveland. But two-thirds of those, John and Barry, have sold their interest in the restaurant back to the uh, now current owner, Danny, who was also in the live segment guest portion of the show when they were all down here. So they've sold all the interests back, heading north and west. Is that west? West, depending on how you're looking at the video. Uh, John and Barry heading to Portland, Oregon. What? So here's what I can tell you: at no point, at at no point now, plans to open up a barbecue restaurant out there. Not that it would benefit me, of course, but I want to wish John and Barry all the luck in the world heading out there. Knowing them over the past year or so has been a true joy. Really great people and wishing them well as they start a new chapter out there in the Pacific Northwest. In regards to the restaurant here in Cleveland, it does continue to operate day-to-day by Danny, who is now the full-blooded steak owner in the restaurant. And I have been there in successive weeks, and I can sit here and tell you without a shadow of a doubt. The brisket game is on point. More updates to come as they develop, but one of my favorite barbecue restaurants here in Cleveland, in fact, one of the three that I will actually recommend, and now I guess it would be four because one of them has opened up a second location. So there's a barbecue in Parma. There's Mabel's downtown on East 4th, and then you have Proper Pig, which now has two locations, one in Lakewood, one in Menor now on the east side. So they got you covered east and west. Very excited about that. 
but still three businesses, four locations to tell you about, but three businesses. A programming note here before we go into the first break. There will be no show, no live show next week. Get that big stuff out of here. We'll be doing business in a uh, remote location that shall remain nameless at this point. So we'll have uh, probably the Blake Carson show next week. If you miss that, you're going to love it. Folks, let me talk to you quickly about the Barbecue Guru. If you're looking to turn up the heat on your barbecue skill this summer, you're going to need to get your hands on the most advanced barbecue automatic pit temperature control device ever on the market. Of course, we're talking about the CyberQ Cloud. That's right. The CyberQ Cloud is great because you can hook it up to your local area network. And then once that's done and you have paired it with that particular device, now you are pretty much free to roam. You can pop in your pit temperatures. You can put in your probes for the internal meat temperatures. And then if you are at the grocery store or maybe you're in uncle's house, whatever, you can monitor the internal temperature of the meat. You can also monitor the pit temperature. So if the meat is cooking too slow, you can make adjustments right to the pit temperature on your smart device that's connected wherever you are through CyberQ Cloud. You can ramp it up to speed up the cooking time. If you're cooking too fast, ramp it down. Set your hold temperature as well. So once that internal temperature is reached, the whole cooker turns into this big, gigantic holding tank. How many other people can say they can do that? (laughs) Not many. Also, if you're ready to buy cookers, how about the Shotgun Cooker? Named after Shotgun Fred, the original owner and creator of the Barbecue Guru. Come on. You know it's going to work great. It's going to be absolutely accommodating to any pit temperature control device. Here's what you do. Head on over to bbqguru.com. Grab them up while they last. If you have any questions about what to order, don't guess. Please don't guess. Call them. 800-288-GURU. Or visit the website bbqguru.com. The Barbecue Guru continues to be a breakthrough in barbecue technology. That's bbqguru.com or 800-288-GURU. The Barbecue Guru continues to be a breakthrough in barbecue technology. We're back with Ray Lampy right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Hey, you love to barbecue, you love to compete, you love to win. Do all three with help from Smithfield. Since 1938, Smithfield been producing high-quality fresh pork products. 
And now they invite you to get smoking with Smithfield. If you are a competitive barbecuer, you can join the Committed Cooks program. Last week, one spot left, so maybe you can't. I'll have to double-check that. Members who commit to cooking with premium hand-trimmed Smithfield fresh pork will receive swag and other great prizes. Commit to cooking with Smithfield. See what's going on in barbecue at smokinwithsmithfield.com. That's uh, smokinwithsmithfield.com. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to find the cursor, you know? Yeah, all right. Anyway, here's what's happening. Stick around for this. If you got questions about barbecue or grilling, maybe as a hobby or even a business, looking to get an expert's point of view, why not ask Dr. Barbecue? You can submit your questions by clicking on the Ask Dr. Barbecue tab on the website. The doctor is in. Here's Ray Lampy with his nurse, Greg Rempe. Dr. Barbecue. All right. Now we got to see if Ray's going to show up here. Let's see. Ray? Yes. You're there. Hi, Greg. Wow, look at you. I don't see you on the camera, though. You, uh, like, mobile? Yeah, I got my phone. I'm sorry. Oh, that's all right. So are you, like, racing back from some remote location, or, like, what's the deal? Uh, sort of, yeah. Yeah? I was, uh, well, we came back from Grillstock last night, so I, uh, I thought I'd be set up by, by now, but I'm not set up in my office. But I'm ready to do it this way, if you don't mind. No, that's fine by me. Uh, Ray Lampy joining us here on the show. Uh, so, Ray, you mentioned it, obviously, that you were uh, just at Grillstock. I guess for those that might just be getting into barbecue or, or don't keep tabs with you, uh, just a, a quick background about Grillstock, and then we can kind of dig into what happened this past weekend. Yeah, this was the eighth time at Bristol, which is the original one. Bristol is the town where their first restaurant is. And um, it started out as an American barbecue festival with music, meat, music, and mayhem, they say. And the the idea was good, but in the beginning, nobody really knew. It was really funny. They would come to the American barbecue festival dressed in, like, hillbilly Halloween costumes, because that just seemed right to them, the guests. Uh, you know, if you're coming to an American festival, you better dress like a hillbilly. Uh, it's come so far, the eighth year now. The food, all the food, 27 entries in the four traditional categories, every one of them could have been a legitimate KCBS entry. Wow. I mean, it's come so far. The smokers, there's guys making drum smokers over there now. There's guys making, like, cabinet smokers. Um, Weber has, has got a big influence over there. I mean, it's really come so far. It's really very cool. Is it is it odd for me to say that uh, English people think that you need to be dressed up in hillbilly garb to be like Southern barbecue guys? Is that what they thought? Well, well they did at the time. Yeah, they've come. <laughs> it really is amazing how far it's come. Yeah, that they've quit doing that too. They uh, they they it's still grill stock. You see some interesting things. They're they're big right in the area where it is. Is they're big on these stag and hen parties. And when they have a bachelor party in, in the British folks, they there's like a whole theme to it. So you'll see guys dressed like, you name it. We saw a guy, a group of guys dressed as soccer players or or clowns or, or all kinds of different things. It's really, they go all out and they party for the whole weekend dressed like that. So you'll see that or you'll see an occasional guy dressed as a hot dog or, or some sort of theme thing. But 
We don't see the hillbilly costumes anymore. It, what's happened is they've really become very aware of American barbecue. Um, it was just brand new to them eight years ago, and they just really didn't understand it. I mean, everybody from the cooks to the the people that were just coming for the festival, and now they they really do. You know, it's come a long way. I mean, you know, a lot of the teams come over here now on a regular basis. There's a bunch of competitions in uh, the other parts of Europe, and they go to those. There was another one in Italy at the same time this weekend. We lost a couple of teams. Uh, so it's just it, it's just come a long way. And, of course, the Internet helps. And, and I talked to a few different people that told me they regularly listen to the Greg Rempe show. Really? Yeah, absolutely. That's a true story. Uh, wow. One guy said he has sometimes he has a hard time staying up for it, but then he'll listen to it on his podcast because oh, they're five hours behind yeah. his coat. Wow, I would expect nobody in England or any of the you know the the big European countries that they would sit up and listen to this because it's got to be two or three o'clock in the morning right now, right? Yeah, absolutely. It was five. It's five hours where we were was five hours difference from the East Coast, so it's yeah, it's two o'clock in the morning. Um, so when you <laughs> when you hear Greg, it's that good that it's worth it for them. Well, I mean that's a good. Well, I mean uh, certainly I'm humbled that anybody would listen to the show, let alone somebody from out of the country, but. So when you're there and you hear the teams that are that have maybe planned to be at Grillstock then go to Italy for a barbecue competition, you know, probably well, three or four years ago, this is probably something that wouldn't have happened. But the the um, the, the excitement and the popularity of barbecue has really grown over there, and now it's taking teams out because they see the competition over in Italy. Yeah, that's exactly right. Wow. And, and I mean, it's, it's just growing. I mean, what, the reason, part of the reason those teams would have gone there is uh, we're, we're not a KCBS contest at Grillstock. Don't really want to be. It, it's just a different thing. Um, but they're they're going for KCBS points. There's a there's a European uh, circuit, a team of the year thing. Um, they're going for KCBS points, and they have there's a little more money over there as well. And it's uh, the the contest in Italy this week was put on by some liquor company. So, I mean, there's just, it's, yeah, it's all about how far it's come, though. It's amazing. You're right. A couple of years ago, never would have happened. They wouldn't have had two options, no matter what. So, yeah, it's come a long way, and, and it's it, it's funny to watch because they haven't been around forever and, and seen the same thing happen in the U.S. It's, it's real similar of what's happened, except it just accelerated the pace. Um they're all now vying for spots at the Jack Daniels, and they have a draw just like we did. And they wow. uh, they're they're having things, you know, kind of like their reps. They're getting reps like we had. You know, I saw it happen over here uh, from one state to another. In the beginning, all the contests were in Kansas City, and and in uh, you know there was a few pockets where the contests were. So we'd see. Um, Kentucky is an example. You know, all of a sudden there'd be one contest there and everybody would go there because it was an automatic qualifier. And then some of the more remote places, you know, the Dakotas and stuff. And that's what we're starting to see over there, too. It's really interesting to see the similarity. It's just so accelerated because probably because of the Internet. You know, I, I was telling somebody this weekend, I remember the days waiting for the KCBS bullshit to arrive and reading it because that was the only way we got the news. From a meat quality standpoint, uh, is there no difference at this point between what the teams here in the States get and what they get overseas, or is there still a little bit of a discrepancy? No, it's very similar. And I, it's funny, I was talking to a butcher over there, a meat cutter 
that has a a company and he is cutting meat in the American style. And he said he didn't know that anybody else was, particularly for the competition guys. They want their pork butts to be squared off like ours are and that sort of thing. The briskets, I mean, the animals are different, so it's it's hard. But what they're doing mostly is just bringing American meat over. It, it's coming over anyway, so they just have sought it out and found out where that where were the, the creek zone is a perfect example. I was kind of involved uh, bringing the first whack of briskets from Creekstone over there, but they were bringing loins, you know what I mean, steaks and stuff like that. So it was just a matter of bothering to bring heavy briskets over. There was no need for them, so nobody would have bothered putting them on the truck. Uh, it's funny, I did I did the first ever cooking, competition-style cooking class in, in England, and Creekstone agreed to ship some briskets over for me because, you know, these guys, that's what they wanted. So once we showed it to them, if it was available, they would have bought them. And we shipped like 40 pieces to England. And I got there to the place and they were eye of rounds instead of briskets. <laughs> <laughs> we had a freezer, a refrigerator full of eye of rounds wow. with no real need for them. It was, it was unfortunate because the briskets were so different. Uh, what we were seeing, just because the animals were different, uh, were real big, and, and the flats were, oh, three-quarters of an inch high. I mean, it was really nothing you could really cook for competition. So I think the briskets are almost all American meat. I think the pork, they're just cutting it appropriately and bringing in American meat. Ribs as well. Um, same thing, the animals are a little bit different, so for ribs, it's kind of tough. And chicken, you know, that's not a problem. That's, that's the easy one. So the the guys at Grillstock, they have the restaurant now. They did the book last year, and I forget how many years Grillstock, the festival, has been going on. But, I mean, when you talk to, to John out there and kind of pick his brain about where this whole event is and everything that it entails at this point, did he imagine in his wildest dreams that it would get to this point? You know, that's a good question. I don't know. Uh, I think so. I think, you know, but... You know, you're a dreamer when you're when you're the kind of guy that would put on a big festival like that. And actually, we talked about it this week. Uh, this was the eighth one in Bristol. Wow. There were three in Manchester and one in London. So there's this is was the twelfth one over there, the twelfth festival. But when you're the kind of guy that dreams that I'm going to have this big meat and music festival, I think in your your you know in the back of your mind, your dream world. This is what it looks like. Um, we did. I did say to him, though, you know, what you guys have dreamt about. Here it is. We get to live it now because it really <laughs> it actually expanded this year. There's a, a square right adjacent to where we've had the festival. It's just it's this really neat little. I don't know. I wouldn't call it a park. It's all uh, it's it's right along the harbor there, along the water. They call it harbor side. And there's a square that was adjacent, but the square is kind of a different thing. And and we never expanded over there because it was really going to be a big move. And, and it finally did this year, and, and it changed. It made it even bigger and better. It's a big festival at this point. I think they were talking about 9,000 people on a oh, day wow. being there at one time. W- would you classify this, if you're a barbecue aficionado, as being a bucket list item at this point? I would. Um I think there's still some bias about it because it's not KCBS. Uh, the one time they had a festival in London, 
we did have KCBS come and run the four categories. And nobody, when we got done, nothing against KCBS, but when we got done, nobody wanted to do that again. Because we just do it differently. If you've seen the pictures and the video, um, we judge it right on stage. We had two tables this year, which we usually, for the four main categories, only have, have had one. Uh, they would eat two categories a day, and but it got it just got to be too many. Uh, it's 27 entries, and, and the judges could would do it. One of the things that really hurt us was the food became so uh, how consistent, I guess is the right word. You know, if the 27 samples of chicken is one thing if you're getting a wing and a dry rub yeah. leg and a breast. When you're getting 27 thighs with blues hog on them, it, <laughs> it got kind of rough. Uh, but anyway, we judge it out in the open where everyone can see, and I'm there hosting the judging. So, it's it, because explaining to people instead of hiding in the back room, we do it out in the open, and the people sit there. And frankly, it, it, there's no nice way to say it. They eat the half-eaten chicken thighs yeah. after we get done with them. Um, it, it sounds nasty, but it's just how it is. It's grill stock. It's just a different kind of thing. So, so anyway, we there there is still bias against it. So. You know, if you're if you're a KCBS snob and you think nothing else could ever work and be fun, well, then don't come to Grill Stock. But if you're up for just a good time, I don't know that there's a better festival for the public in the world, a better barbecue festival for the public. Because the only ones we have where everyone gets to eat are the rib burn-offs, and that's just a specific thing. It's yep. almost like fair food at this point. You know, those guys are cooking specifically to sell to the public. And that's fine. Nothing against that. This is not that. I mean, the, our judge will take a bite of a chicken thigh, score it, and a guy sitting there on the bench, if he wants to eat the rest of it, he's welcome to. I mean, it, it, <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing else like it. But it works. The people love it. I always joke with them because, like I said, I'm up there on stage talking to them with a microphone. And I always joke with them because, you know, at the beginning of the day, everybody's a little uneasy, like just taking the the – <laughs> food off yeah. the judge's plate but i can guarantee you by you know 10 minutes later they're all doing it and it's just a lot of fun so it, i i don't know to me there's no and then there's there's stands around as well grill stock had a big stand selling food you know because of their restaurants uh yep. the beefy boys won the burger category yep. the second year and and did well they were a barbecue competition team they came over and did the world food championship a couple times and they have a stand, and we waited in line. Well, we cut the line, actually, but we ate a Beefy Boy burger for dinner two, two nights. Uh, there's Christian Stevenson, who is DJ Barbecue. Uh, yep. Christian's a uh, friend of, of Jamie Oliver's and really makes has made a big name for himself over there. And He's just a great guy. Christian's got a stand cooking. Uh, if you saw those video I did, like a 110-pound a uh, leg of cow spinning on a spit and and they shave some off and make you a sandwich. I mean, there's a, there's really interesting, fun vendors as well. Um, and then there's big entertainment. It, it's funny because most of the bands I've never heard of, but they're a big deal in England. Um, and, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's a bucket list thing as far as I'm concerned. I think if you can't have fun there, you're not trying. No doubt. Ray Lampy joining us here on the show. DRBBQ.com is main website if you have a question that you would like to ask uh, Ray or myself to banner around in a upcoming month's segment, askdrbbq.com is the place to go for that. Uh, Ray, um, kind of transitioning out of grill stock, the other big thing, obviously, that you have and we've been talking about pretty much month after month is 
Dr. Barbecue, the restaurant that is uh, going to be happening now, I guess, sooner than later. So uh, I know a lot of things are going on right now. Bring us up to speed with exactly what's happening there and what a time frame looks like. Yeah, it's funny you said Dr. Barbecue, the restaurant, because Dr. Barbecue is the name of the place. Yep. Uh, but on social media, we've got two different, on, on Facebook, I've got my old page and we've got a Dr. Barbecue, Ray Dr. Barbecue page. And then we got the Dr. <laughs> Barbecue page, and it's getting confusing. We were talking about it the other day. Uh, I think we're going to start calling it Dr. Barbecue, the restaurant. But anyway, yeah, we have broken ground. The dem- it was a it was a, a kind of a small industrial building. A little steel company was in there, and uh, the building's now been gutted. And we're just waiting. The permits are, are just we're waiting for them to come through. It should be any day, and then it goes. It'll go fast after that because it's just an empty building. And the, the plans are in place. The builder said the plans were the best he's ever seen, wow. which is, you know, although, they, of course, the city rejected them first whack. But, <laughs> you know, you can expect that. But but everything's in really good place right now. Uh, we should start soon. I'm excited now. Now we're ready to get after it. I saw that you have in place um, a, a fairly well-known pit master out of Lockhart to uh, take up some of the barbecue stuff along with yourself. Yeah, Lee Jasper is the guy's name. Uh, Suzanne and Roger are my partners here, and they've got a kid going to college at Texas A&M, so they go there all the time, and it's really what inspired them to want to have a barbecue restaurant, and they would, in Bryan, Texas, there was an offshoot of Kreitz Market, and and they met this nice young man there, Lee, and his wife works there too, Maddie, and uh, Lee had started working in, in Lockhart, working under Roy Perez, if you know who Roy is, the, the guy with the big mutton chops, and and was working there, and and Roy, of course, is gonna. Roy's been there for thirty years, and I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. So, but they opened this this offshoot in Bryan, Texas, and Lee and his wife were tasked with going down there to run the place. So he was basically trained by Roy Perez, and and was running the offshoot of Kreitz Market, called Kreitz Market, in Bryan, and he was just, you know, he, he was. He was looking for something different to do, and we were looking for a guy to come and really run the pits every day. Because I'm not going to do that. I'm I'm too old for one, and and uh, you know my value is doing what I do, getting out there, and you know I'm not going to quit going to grill stock, and I'm not going to quit going around the country to yep. to do the things that I do. So um, we needed a guy, and it's worked out well. He's here working at the other restaurant now, at their restaurant, Dats, and just a really nice young guy. It's it's funny, Sandy always laughs because. He calls everybody sir and ma'am. Every, never, never, ever does he not call you sir or ma'am. He's just the politest guy you ever met. But he, he really knows how to cook a brisket in the Kreitz tradition. I mean, you know, he was trained by Roy Perez. So uh, we feel real lucky to have him. And, and I, you know, I'm going to, we sort of think of it as a grasshopper kind of thing. Lee's only 28 years old mm. and I'm a little older than that, you know, and, and he, he's, while he's, he's well experienced in that field, he's still young for a barbecue guy. So I think the combination of us is really going to be a lot of fun. Is there uh, any like target date on when you might be opening or we don't want to play We're still talking about the end of September. Um, My guess is it's going to get pushed back a little bit from then. Um, If I was guessing, I'd say the middle of October right now. All right. within Within a few weeks, once we start working, uh, you know, then we'll have a pretty good guess. What is it now? It's July 4th. Yep. By the end of July, we'll have a solid date of when we're going to open. All right. Could be World Series time. It's Ray Lampy. DRBBQ.com is his website. Ask DRBBQ.com if you have a question you'd like us to talk about in an upcoming show. 
On a July 4th, Ray Lampy avails himself here to the show, which I certainly appreciate. Ray, always appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for doing it. Yeah, glad to finally catch up, Greg. I'll talk to you soon. You got it. There he is. It's Ray Lampy, everybody. Yeah. hey All guests on the Barbecue Central Show appear via the Smithfield quick. Hotline. Yeah, sorry about that. Yummy. Hit the wrong button. Whoops. Oh, I got to show this too, right? All right. Come on, it's a July 4th show. We're just muddling through it here. Sorry, bud. Sorry, Ray. Cut you off. That's all right. He's got to go. He's got to go watch fireworks here. They're getting ready to go off in about 15 minutes. I'm going to tell you about a new brand of firework called the Cook Shack Cooker. That's right. Cook Shack manufactures smoker ovens for barbecue lovers with any amount of experience, whether you barbecue in your backyard, on the competition circuit, or in a five-star dining facility. Cook Shack has a unit that will do the job and with a full line of barbecue sauces, spices, pellets, and wood chunks. It's the perfect one-stop shop. Cook Shack strives to be your barbecue resource center by offering cooking classes, online recipes, how-to videos, two blogs, smoke and grilling 101s, and a video cooking classroom. Check out their website at cookshack.com or follow them on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Pinterest, and Google+. Get advice or share your passion for barbecue on their world-class barbecue forum. Cook Shack pellet-fired smokers are the choice of champions because they were designed by a champion at Fast Eddie Moore. The FEC 100 and PG 1000, always customer favorites. The PG 1000 can double as a smoker and grill. Low and slow or hot and fast, the pellet grill line gives you the most for your money. Cook Shack residential electric smokers are the number one smoker in the industry. High quality means high durability and versatility. Anything you can make in your oven, you can cook in a Cook Shack. Passion and dedication drives Cook Shack's manufacturing with quality always being at the forefront. Get the best in barbecue since 1962 or call 800-423-0698. That's 800-423-0698. Or visit the website cookshack.com. That's cookshack.com. All right, we're back with Jason King from Barbecue Food for You right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Two one six two two zero zero nine six six. Now let's get back to the LeBron James of barbecue talk, Craig Rampey. Portion of the show being brought to you by Green Mountain Grills. Manufacturers, some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. If you're looking for a big cooker to house a lot of food, they got one for you. Medium size, got you covered there too. Something to take on tailgates. No problem. Got you covered there too. Also, supply you with pellets to cook on those pellet driven cookers. You can also get that high heat pizza oven, which is absolutely phenomenal. I love my Green Mountain Grill. You could love yours as well. If you just visit the website, greenmountgrills.com. All right. Well, trying to call Jason. Okay, here we go. This is the one that I missed, of course. But nevertheless, if you are looking for YouTube advice, if you're looking to talk to a guy that 
is solely about barbecue food for you. This is the guy you got to talk to. You know who he is. Come on. He's a loyal centralite. Everybody sees him around. It's a... Uh, uh, oh, hold on. Jesus Christ. Sorry. Wrong button. Jason King joining me here on the show. Kinger! Hello. Hello. Hey, hey, Rampy, hey. how's it going? Good. Thanks for you? having me on the show. Happy 4th of July to all my American friends. Yeah. And happy belated Canada Day to you like a day or two ago. 150. That's a big number, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. 150 years. I mean, it's certainly no whatever number of years we're at, but, you know, keep up. You'll, you'll make <laughs> So here's the deal. I like uh, over the weekend, I was in, uh, dare I say, Pittsburgh. Every step out of here. Being a Cleveland guy, it pains me to say as such, football reasons only. And uh, I was at this restaurant called BRGR Burger. And would you believe that as a appetizer, if you follow me on Instagram, you saw it. Poutine. Poutine's everywhere. Talk to me about talk to me about poutine. Poutine. uh, You can get poutine now. You can get poutine at McDonald's around here. Really? Any fast food place. So homemade fresh fries. The real thing that's always missing is authentic cheese curds. Yeah. So, but not uh, not breaded cheese curds, just the curds part. Yeah, just just the cheese curds. Yeah. And the true traditionalist, it has to come from Quebec, oh. where the French people are. Do you need so. to have uh, the the green scallions and onions and all that? Oh no no, and there's oh. uh, poutine places you can add almost anything you want on there. They get yeah. wild. So even downtown Toronto, there's uh, street vendors, the street truck people, street poutine, but <laughs> dozens and dozens of things and different ways you can make it. So hmm. it's really up to you. Yeah, it was like me and my middle daughter were eating the poutine. My little one wasn't having any of it because okay. she, you know, she's like chicken nugget and fries kid at the restaurant. No matter what restaurant we're at, heaven forbid, it's got to be chicken nuggets or fries. But the middle one is a little more adventurous. Her palate is a little bit more cultured. And I was like, hey, yeah. look at this poutine. What's that? It's fries and gravy and cheese and maybe some bacon. They said we can add an egg if we want to. I mean, it was – we didn't add the egg, but we did everything else, and we – I forgot to – I am I hate – I hate green onion, onion in general, scallion, all that. I hate it. I forgot to okay. – I forgot to get it off, so I had to go through and pick everything out. But well worth the labor. I mean, that, it was delicious. Oh, yeah, and that, that's what I mean. The places around here, you can add so many different toppings. You can almost build the way you want. Yeah. But uh, It's like a meal yeah, before I'm, you actually need to order the meal, I guess. It's been around here for so long. It's, yeah. You kind of just get used to it. I know. Yeah, Canadian <laughs> delicacy that the Americans are just getting introduced to. Absolutely fabulous. All right, Jason, so let me talk to you quickly about your background before we get into the YouTube stuff and the barbecue food for you. Are you somebody sure. that grew in a grew up in a kind of a live fire environment? Is it something that you picked up after you got out of the house and became a professional and all that stuff? Where's your uh, Where's your indoctrination into this? Um, Ted Reader. When I was a kid growing up, he used to be on TV every weekday. So yeah. you'd have your morning cartoon shows, your hunting and fishing shows, and then Ted Reader would come on wow. King of the Q. Legend. So yes, Legend. started watching that. I had to That's be, awesome. I had to be eight years old. Yeah, and um, then 
go out, start playing with the barbecue. And um, as I grew up, you had to cook. You know, you had to learn to cook if you want to eat. So I'd always go to the barbecue so I can make a mess, and it was real easy to clean up, right? <laughs> were your were your parents like real big into live fire, or was it just you? Uh, no, we always had a barbecue and everything. But uh, yeah, I, I took it to the next level. Even even before I started the whole um, barbecue food for you, I think I had four barbecues at the time. Wow. So yeah, it's just something that's grown and uh, started as a kid by watching Ted Reader on TV. It used to be on. Cable TV every weekend. So, would you equate Ted Reader to the American version of Stephen Reichlin then? Ted's wilder. Yeah, I mean, Ted's way cool. There's no doubt. Ted's a man. I love Ted. I have Stephen Reichlin on my show once a month, as you know, but I mean, Ted Reader is a beauty. Yeah, well, you, you pick up a Ted Reader cookbook, it's different than any other barbecue cookbook out there. Yeah. I hate to say it, but most of them are pretty much all the same content, right? You know, you got your steaks, burgers, chicken, everything has to sell to that big, uh, big wide open market. And those are the types of recipes people want to see. But you open up one of Ted's books and you never know what you're going to get, right? Yeah. You know, uh-huh. It's mild to wild. Still throws in the steak, all, all your normal recipes, but the, the books are just outstanding. Yeah. I love so Ted Reed. Watch, Yeah, watching him on TV and then reading his books and uh, – He's a Canadian. Yeah, <laughs> so. uh, even better, right? Yeah, yeah, somebody yeah. you can glean onto. So, talk to me about when you decided that this YouTube thing was something you wanted to be a part of. Because I think there is a, you know, a lot of people are on YouTube. A lot of people subscribe to stuff on YouTube, but it's different than when you are doing live content. When you're a content producer, there's a whole different level and line of responsibilities that are on you and you start to build a following and then there's certain responsibilities and what does my consuming base want to see what do they want me to make next it's a it's a huge question of course but kind of yeah. you know start from the top from when you said hey i think i want to start a youtube channel and see where it goes uh well it didn't start with youtube it started with uh, my friends coming over and i was always cooking great food and they actually liked it so they sort of pushed me in the direction, start taking pictures, and the pictures came out. I can, I'm surprised at some of the pictures I take, actually. <laughs> they're, they almost look like they're out of a magazine, right? But it's just me in my backyard. So I started taking the pictures, um, started a Facebook page, and uh, all the other social media accounts that went along with that, and then started posting videos. And it's it's... At first, I never thought about it, but it's a great way to be creative, and you're inspiring people at the same time. And the best compliment, you probably get it, when people thank you for your show or the, the work you do. So it's it's satisfying at the same time. I have a good time. I got to eat anyways, so <laughs> slap at the camera, right? And uh, I'm not doing anything fancy. I show everyone what to do. Everything is pretty easy. I, I don't go too wild with any of the equipment or hard to find ingredients. So it's it's something that people can actually cook for themselves. And I guess that's the key, um, right, Jason? Is to when you, when you're doing it, obviously it's a little bit more of a pain in the butt when you have to set up the the camcorder and you got to oh, edit. It takes, and, it takes more time. You have to explain everything because oh, yeah. usually if you're in the kitchen by yourself, you just whip stuff together but yeah you have to set stuff up you have to um 
take your time, explain everything. So yes, actually cooking something that would take you an hour might take you two, two and a half. But that's the easy part. It's once you get into editing all the video. Uh, that's the yeah. So pull back the curtain if you could. If you are going to be doing, uh, for instance, you have like the potato volcano thing, which is uh, very awesome, or you have that bacon taco situation that you have. I mean, any of your videos are absolutely, uh, dare I say, succulent to watch, and you want to eat everything that you make, which is good because that's like the whole idea of the show. But from when you start to when you actually upload, what kind of a time commitment are you in? Oh, that's a great question. And it all starts from planning, thinking of an idea, and then starting to run with it. I don't write any scripts or anything, right? So everything's just off the top of my head. So you just start thinking about it. Um, then you have to go out shopping, pick up the ingredients, make sure you have everything for the barbecue. I've run into that before. And the biggest factor is the weather around here, right? So I'm just outside of Toronto and the winter time, it's hard getting the cameras out there. You could plan something for two weeks and then you get rain, right? So you, so you got to play with the weather too. The filming, filming, it all depends. It could be real quick. It could be a big long cook, like doing ribs or something for five or six hours, right? So that that all depends on what you're cooking. And then, yeah, the tedious part is editing and clipping all the videos together. I've, I've spent more than 10 hours on one video just editing <laughs> and... Well, you got to watch it over and over, and you yeah. know you're trying to clip off a quarter of a second. You, I, I try and make the videos as quick and packed with information, right? So people can always watch them again. But I think people these days they want something fast and to the point, right? They don't want to see you sit there and and talk for twenty minutes, right? So do you find that a a food video that is five minutes or less is where it needs to be, or is it ten minutes or less? Because when you start to search, so if I watch a Jason King video, and inevitably mm -hmm. if I get to the end of that video, there's suggestions of shit you might want to watch, and the next video could be fifteen minutes or thirty minutes. Is there any type of a golden rule that you have found that gets you success on views? Because that's what you want, right? You want views. Yeah, yeah. YouTube's all about views. You want you want your view counts up, subscribers, stuff like that. Those are just numbers, right? And it's all about the views. Um, it's it's different for every person. I um I clipped together and edited some quick videos under a minute. Uh, some people really love them. Other people hate them, right? So it, it's. The question would be, what what does the consumer audience like? And, and it's such a wide ver variety that um, it's really your being the viewer, your personal preference, right? Well, so I guess, the, you know, the question that I'm not asking is as somebody who sits there and records an audio show each week, me. And then yeah. also we're doing this whole production, which is video as well, and it gets uploaded to YouTube. You know, my... My singular focus is to get people to subscribe to my audio podcast because it, for whatever reason, a number of years ago, some douche decided to start clicking on ads on my YouTube page and he got my whole YouTube page like uh, eliminated and now I can't make any money on the YouTube because I hear all the guys... You know, you, Epic Mealtime, all these great successful food shows on YouTube are making that YouTube money. Well, I've been disqualified Stop. because somebody decided to be Mr. Smarty Pants and ruin a good time for everybody. And no matter all of the appeals 
and requisitions I put in, I always get denied as recently as four weeks ago, denied. So well, it's not, it's not so much the ads. I think, um, it's, it's even YouTube, Google has bots that will pick up on copyrights. So yeah. if you're using someone else's content, like music, yeah. uh, it gets picked up automatically and it's usually more the, um, the people managing the music company that, um, you can use copyrighted music, but they get the money. Yeah. So are you saying so. that I'm using too much copyrighted music? That's what you're getting at. Well, that, that could be a reason why you're getting the copyright flags. And you got to make Google your best friend, right? I think yeah. three strikes. and uh, Jeez, Google is a bitch. Yeah, well, yeah. number one search yeah. engine. Same with, uh, I was emailing you about SEO, which is like search engine optimization. Yeah. So top thing is the title in your video. So what, like, what's the best way to put a title in the video? What do you have to say? Well, I'm just like using your show. It's no one's ever going to search for it, right? If you're trying to drive traffic to your site, who's going to search for episode seven? That's it, right? right and right. then um, another easy thing, if you go into your YouTube profile, you can fill out a whole description that's there every single time. So you can put your show notes you can put all your links and everything, and every time you re-upload another video, if you want to add to that, that's still all there. So, again, you have nothing in your description either, right? So right. you have a hard title to find with your videos, nothing in the description. <laughs> so it's it's going to be hard for people to find. And so you want to drive them. You want to drive them to your podcast, right? From an in, so from like an instant success, whether you're me trying to be like a guy that's trying to to drive people to sub to the podcast or mm -hmm. if you just want people to sub up to your, does it matter? Like do, do people, if you want people to subscribe to your YouTube channel, obviously you can put up those little cards that say hit the subscribe button or you can do a call to action at the end of the video and hit, Hey, if you like this video, sub this thing, blah, blah, blah. Like yeah, uh, call, call to action's a little bit better, yeah, but yeah. Um, I'm saying for someone to find your video, you need to have it where People search for stuff. So if you're looking for a barbecue rib recipe, you type barbecue rib recipe. And when people search for it, they find it, right? Right, right in the title. The title, yeah. The title is most important. A good thumbnail. If you got a good picture, you know, a lot of people eat with their eyes. So you see mm -hmm. a good picture. You, you read the title. You click on it, right? I think a lot of people think that those tags are the things that matter the most, but maybe not. Uh, well, the YouTube algorithm is always changing. So tags used to be important. I don't think they're so important anymore. Mm, now it's all title. Like, yeah. Um, title, title and description. Title, thumbnail. Yeah, you need to have a description in there yep. on, on what the video is. And Google will pick up on certain words. Mostly, mostly you'll get search hits from the title, but it will pick up words in the description to, uh, to lead people in your direction too. Mm. But just having nothing there and... Um, you know, yeah. August 7th yeah. episode. Yeah. One yeah, yeah, yeah. Generic stuff that nobody would ever do that we're talking to, right? Oh. Nobody would ever do that. We're, we're just way too smart. Yeah. Think about what people search for. So come Thanksgiving, people are looking for turkey recipes, right? Right. Or uh, almost free porno that I can watch without having to commit that I'm 18 on YouTube. <laughs> right? Something like that? Uh, no Something no like nudity that. on YouTube. No nudity, right. That's right. And Unless the, you're 18. And uh, about a month ago, they really clamped down on all the advertising. So anyone that has any type of questionable content on there, they're not making any revenue off 
Wow. So if you had a, a gun channel, a hunting channel, yeah. even that, you're all unrestricted now. Really? Wow. You're so the pro. Some, some, some big YouTubers that went down to... Uh, like SPF Russia? Yeah, he's going to be restricted, and you're not going to get any type of monetization. Oh, YouTube, YouTube wow. doesn't want to run ads on any type of controversial. No way. That dude's got like 3 million views of video. You know who that guy is, right? SPF Russian? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I've, I've watched his videos. Yeah. The fake Russian? Mm-hmm. I am professional Russian, that guy, who's really American. Yeah, yeah it's great. I love him. I don't, I don't see too much of him the last little bit, though. Wow. But, uh, wow. No, he got, he got really big. Yeah, I used to love his videos, but... Yeah. Um, Again, if if he's a he's been a content creator for how many years making great content, people yeah. subscribe to uh, YouTube. Pretty much pulled the carpet out from under his feet and wow. said, "It's not advertiser friendly, right?" But I don't know. I like guns, so I mean, it was good for me. But I guess America yeah. hates guns. Well, you can still make the videos and upload them, but you can't um, make any money. <laughs> The money comes from those little ads that pop up, or sometimes you see a quick little pre uh, pre roll yep. ad. Sometimes you can skip them after five seconds. Right. Uh, sometimes the longer ones. So your YouTube money too also depends on the type of ads that are running. So there's mm. no set amount on. Say you get a hundred thousand views. Right. You you can't guarantee you're going to make this much money because it all depends on what ads pop up, which you have absolutely no control over. Right. So. Wow. All right, so you're the man. Uh, it's a, So here's the website. If you want to check out Jason King on the internet, BBQ Food, the numeral for the letter U.com. I almost got in trouble with a similar website and I almost got sued, but nevertheless, BBQ Food, the numeral for the letter U.com. And yeah, subscribe and to him on YouTube, right? Everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. With that too. yeah. And as a matter of fact, you can find him mostly in the chat room Tuesday nights hanging out because he's a loyal oh, I love the show. Yeah, I love this guy. Uh, yeah. Jason, appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me on. You got it. There he is, Jason King. Woo! We call him Kinger, where I come from. That's right. All guests on the Barbecue Central show Kinger, appear via the Smithfield Hotline. Love it. Yummy. You ever wanted to make that YouTube money? Kinger making YouTube money, but also saying, hey, if you got controversial things happening, which evidently I do, I didn't realize that, but whatever. I still think it was some jackass clicking my ads like six years ago that has ruined it for everybody. You know, I have a two-hour show when I was talking about segment times, like which ones hit. I mean, mostly two-hour shows probably aren't in the wheelhouse of everybody's attention span. That's why you need to sub up to my podcast. All right, folks, are you looking for a versatile smoker that's easy to use? Check out the Mac 2-Star General Pellet Grill. Hold on a second. All right. <clears throat> Big Papa Smokers is the one-stop online shop for all things barbecue. Curated selection of the best outdoor cooking products ever. Everything at BigPapaSmokers.com has been pitmaster approved by Sterling Ball himself. From the award-winning rubs and sauces to the American-made grills, smokers, Big Papa's has everything you need to be a better outdoor cook. Whether you're in the backyard or if you're on the competition circuit, Big Papa Smokers has something for you. BPS, also known for their championship rubs and seasonings, popular flavors like Sweet Money, Cattle Prod, Cash Cow are proven winners on the competition circuit and at the backyard. Big Papa Smokers offers 13 perfectly balanced flavors that will transform ordinary meals into extraordinary, whether you're cooking to impress judges 
or grilling for the family, BPS award-winning rubs and seasonings do not disappoint. Pick up a bottle today at BigPapaSmokers.com. Look to improve the flavor of your competition barbecue recipe. Big Papa Smokers has combined forces with rub company Simply Marvelous Barbecue to form what is now known as the West Coast Offense. Over the past years, West Coast Offense has cornered the market on competitive barbecue and redefined the flavor profile that competitive cooks from across the country have aimed for. Big Papa Smokers also has the online exclusive for Simply Marvelous Rubs, Stop by their site, pick some up today. Big Papa Smoker is also the proud owner of the award-winning Granny's Barbecue Sauce. Looking for a go-to barbecue sauce that will please everyone? Granny's traditionally had powerful flavors that remind us why we fell in love with barbecue in the first place. Find Granny's Barbecue Sauce and other top-rated sauces at BigPapaSmokers.com. Not a fan of pellet smokers? Take a look at old Hickory Ace BP Pits. It's the only charcoal cooker on the Big Papa Smokers competition trailer. If you're a backyard barbecue enthusiast looking for a durable and versatile grill that will last forever, the M Grill from Texas is just what you need. They're built like tanks. Not sure what grill you need. <laughs> I get it. You really can't go wrong with any of the grills or smokers featured on BigPapaSmokers.com website. They have everything from the backyard cook to a seasoned professional. Check out their website today to shop their full selection. It's clear that Big Papa Smokers is the place to go for all things barbecue. Every product featured on their website has been hand-selected to help you barbecue better, boost your barbecue skills. With the help of Big Papa Smokers, the number one online barbecue store, you can call them direct at 877-828-0727 or shop on their website at bigpapasmokers.com. That's B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A-S-M-O-K-E-R-S.com. That's bigpapasmokers.com. All right, we're going to wrap up the first hour, like, uh, right now. Stick around. This is Brian Mayer, host of Hot Sauce Weekly. And you are listening to BCRN, all barbecue and grilling all the time. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, this portion of the show being brought to you by CookingPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers. Visit CookingPellets.com for more information or to purchase. You can also visit Amazon.com as well. Don't fall for the BS of non-warranty. My pellets got to have this kind of pellet, blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. Cookingpellets.com, the place to go. We will head to the second hour right now. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine. How's it going? You have a great show. I'm a big fan. Boing. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? Eight I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Top men. 
All right, just like that, we are into the second hour. hey everybody. Folks, you have found the Barbecue Central Show. Oh, wow. You don't know what that is? Sorry. It's the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. We broadcast live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. And if you didn't know, it is July 4th. We are live, local, and late-breaking. Thanks for coming in tonight. That's right. You didn't think I was going to do a show on July 4th because it's a national holiday? You're wrong. You're wrong. Why wouldn't I? I'm here for you. With that being said, programming note, next Tuesday, no live show. That's right. I'm not going to be in town. Uh, the armed guards will be in place, even though I will not be in place. I believe I'm going to tell Kevin Bevington to replay from a video side the Blake Carson replay, which was a couple weeks ago. So that was a very fun and exciting show that a lot of people were reacting to. So next Tuesday, the 11th, I will not be in. It will be a replay. It's going to be great anyway, so don't worry about it. There might be a a very small chance that I would pre-record. I'm not a real big into pre-recording because I think that takes away a lot from the show, but whatever. We'll see how it goes, uh, but that's what's happening next week on the show. Still to come tonight, Sam the Cooking Guy is in. That's right. If I could take one small moment and acknowledge a few folks that had us over for 4th of July before I came here to the show, uh, Teresa and Tony Galliotto. thank you. I had some of the best Buckeyes that I've ever had. If you don't know what a Buckeye is, it's like a peanut butter ball twirled in chocolate. Delicious. Delicious. Not good for the waistline, but, you know, I only had like a 15, I think. 15? Was it 15? So, thank you for having us over and the uh, hospitality. Shout out to Dominic. That's right. Big Dom. What up? Uh, The National Pro Barbecue Tour presented by Sam's Club rolled into Bartlett, Tennessee this past weekend. This was a regional final that sends the top 10 teams to Bentonville, Arkansas, for that national final on September 7th and, wait, October 7th, sorry. That's October 7th, 10-7. And the teams moving on to the national final are, in particular order, number one with a 704.5 smoking butt crew. Boom. Reserve Grand Champ with a 702.8. Huge scores, by the way. Razorbacks. Third place, Winks Barbecue. Fourth place, Contagious Q. Fifth place, Swine Dine Georgia. Sixth place, Q Bones Barbecue. Seventh place, Q and Stewin and Bruin. Eighth place, Under the Radar. Ninth place, Heath Riles and Victory Lane Barbecue. And rounding out the top ten, we... The letter Q, the numeral four, the letter U, we Q for you. We Q for you. A 704.5 wins at 702.8 comes in second place. So almost two points between one and two, which is pretty sizable. But then you watch down to third, that's not even 700 points. So about three points between three and two, five points between three and one, and between one and ten, ten points. Wow. Pretty impressive, if you ask me. 
smoking butt crew on a roll right now, and they head to the Bentonville, Arkansas National Final on top of those 10. Again, that's going to be October 7th, so stay tuned for that. The national or the next national pro barbecue tour by Sam's Club takes place this coming weekend in one of my favorite cities ever. You know it. You know what I'm going to say, right? Can I hear it? Can I hear it? Indianapolis, Indiana. Love it. To me, there is no uh, holding Cleveland aside, of course. But when I think about towns that I have been to, and I've been to a number of towns here over the last couple of years, especially as we have gotten deeper and deeper into the National Volleyball J.O. Circuit, which means going broke (laughs) in a different language. But notwithstanding that, been to Philly, been to Louisville, which is one of my favorite towns as well, been to Indianapolis, Chicago, downtown Chicago West Side, in Rosemont. We've also been to Columbus. We've also been to Dayton. All of these cities. I got to admit, I think Indianapolis might be, next to Cleveland, one of my most favorite cities to go to. It's small. It seems and appears safe-ish. Great food. One of the most top-rated independent steakhouses. That being, of course, St. Elmo. Shout out to all my peeps of St. Elmo. If you've never been to Indianapolis, you are doing your friends and family a disservice. Get out there, especially if you're going to be driving through it, take in a St. Elmo's. You got to get the shrimp cocktail first and foremost. I think it's what they're most known for over and above the steaks, which are tremendous. And then what nobody does, what nobody does, you have the option of having tomato juice right there on the table. Tomato juice. Salad or tomato juice? Take the tomato juice because you're not going to be able to get that offering anywhere else. Take the tomato juice. Plus, it's kind of delicious. If you don't like tomato juice, it's probably not going to be very good for you. Now, if you like tomato juice or if you're just kind of an average fan, I think the experience is going to be well worth it. And then, of course, the steak is outstanding. But, you know, this is one of the only restaurants that I know, as I would said previously, that might be more well-known for the shrimp cocktail. There's a part of the restaurant right there, I forget what the name of the street is, over by what used to be the RCA, Lucas Oil Stadium, I think it is now. And the whole corner of the restaurant is cut out completely glass. You could walk up to the shrimp cocktail bar and watch it being made right there in front of you. How many other places have Monday night football video cameras pushing up right to the shrimp cocktail bar? Zero, I believe, is the answer. It's quite the experience, I must say. So head on over to Indianapolis. They are not on the payroll. I'm just a fan of the city, so on and so forth. All right, so today was July 4th. So happy birthday to America. The America. In celebration of America Day, we fired up the art flame, and uh, both my, uh, well, pardon me for being rude, but here he is, 
My neighbor Desmond is right here, as usual, ready to talk about all of the fun times that we had on cooking on the art flame today. Desmond, let me uh, let me turn on your mic here. Desmond, hello. Oh, are you are you on the phone and not here? Is that what it is? Oh, okay, great. Thanks. So as you can see, neighbor Desmond continues to be a non-fan of the show for whatever reason. But we f- took the the new cover off the art flame. If you follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. Denver Cavan sent me a new top or a new cover to the art flame, which I appreciate. Thank you, Denver. And a, a scraper, which is like specially made. Very nice. 40 bucks retail if you want one. And we fired it up. And I did something different than I have done all of the other times I've used the art flame. Instead of using wood, which you can use wood, I have the classic 40 for those of you that are asking. I bought two big bags of lump charcoal and I went and dumped pretty much like three quarters of the bag of unlit lump charcoal, then full charcoal chimney, full uh, <clears throat> full charcoal chimney of lump charcoal, light, uh, lit that up completely, sprinkled it evenly around, let it go for about 10, 15 minutes. And all of a sudden I'm between, you know, 400 on the inner edge out to, you know, 300, 350 degrees out there on the outer edge. We did a lot of bacon, a lot of bacon, pancakes, French toast, scrambled eggs, cubed potatoes, hash brown potatoes. We did toast. We did sandwiches. You name it. You can do it all in the art flame. I love it. I'm a big fan. And the best thing about not using the wood in the art flame this time was that there wasn't the residual smoke that's cascading over to the neighbor's yard, which happened to be Desmond's yard the last time I was using it. So aside from the grease that was burning off, right? Aside from the grease that was burning off, a clean fire otherwise. So very excited that lump charcoal is a great fuel source. Now... Grilling season is officially open for business, and the place to head for all of your barbecue and grilling needs is Butcher Barbecue. Certainly. We know by now that Butcher carries a great selection of barbecue products, but their for, uh, but their portfolio of grilling items continues to expand as well. You've heard me talk about grilling oils for a while now, and I really believe these products will change the way you cook forever. These items, shelf-stable, do not require refrigeration like a lot of the other butters do. And with grilling oils, all you need to do is leave them by the stove or take them out to grill and use as needed. Need a butter kick? Use the butter flavor. Need a chipotle kick or a steakhouse kick? You can use those flavors as well. Here's how I use it. The flavors aren't aggressive, so you can build layers of uh, flavors as you flip Then. When I take the steak or burger off, I hit them with a nice little layer of the grilling oil. Perfect to go. And because they're shelf-stable, never out of sight, out of mind. That's key. Never resting on his laurels. Dave is always in the Flavor Lab coming up with new stuff. The newest item right now, Grilling Addiction Seasoning. Available for sale right now at ButcherBBQ.com. Lastly, dealers wanted. If you currently own a barbecue and grilling supply store and you don't carry Butcher's Barbecue lineup, what are you waiting for? 
Hit up ButcherBBQ.com and request information on how to become a dealer for them today. Not only will Dave thank you, but your customers will reap the rewards by getting their hands on these fine products for themselves. These products are extensively tested, both in the backyard and the competition trail. So now, and only now, you know they're going to deliver the goods. It's great. Head on over to ButcherBBQ.com. Check out all the products. You'll be happy that you did. ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. Always trust your butcher. We're back with Sam, the cooking guy, right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. The only show giving you a monthly visit from a doctor of barbecue. A man actually named Meathead. The author of a barbecue Bible, bloggers, reviewers, competitors, and manufacturers by the dozens. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Hey, all right, sorry about that. Biggest name in pork, bringing you great opportunities this barbecue season. Get smoking with Smithfield and their Committed Cooks program. Learn more at Smoking. With Smithfield.com. That's smokingwithsmithfield.com. Hey, my next guest is one of my most favorite people to talk just culinary stuff with, let alone the barbecue and grilling stuff. He's roughly a 13-time Emmy Award winning TV show host. He's written a number of cookbooks. He's a uh, cooking class instructor of sorts. But most importantly, friend of the Barbecue Central Show. Sam Zion joining me here. Sam, how are you, buddy? Good man. That's the important. That's the important part. Friend. Yeah, that's friend right. Of the show. Friend till the end. And by the way, not that it matters, <laughs> but it's now fifteen. Right, fifteen. I just got. I got a new one uh, uh, two weeks ago. Really? So yeah. All right. So uh, the last count I had was the baker's dozen. So you've actually ended up two since the last time. Uh, no, I think, no? I, 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 well, I don't know. I mean, it's been 14 for a few years, so wow. maybe we just haven't, wow. maybe I just haven't wanted to update your facts. So, I didn't want to be, the, I didn't want to be that guy. So let me be that guy is the guy that has okay. the Emmy award winning, <clears throat> not that you're my only Emmy award winning friend, no, John, I realize John that. Marcus. I realized that. So yes. what is... Like, what does that mean to you as a guy who literally, I mean, we could go through the whole Sam the Cooking Guy yeah. story again, and, you know, you were in no, that, uh, the, that the lab in Canada, and you came here, yeah, and yeah. you're like, hey, wife, I'm going to be the cooking guy, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Fast forward all these years, right. happy Canada Day, by the way, belated. Thank you. Happy Thank 4th you. of July. And happy July 4th Independence Day to you, Great. Yeah. What, like, what does winning an Emmy mean to you? Like what? What did the first Emmy mean to you, and what did the fourteenth Emmy mean to you? Look, it, um, of course, you want to be recognized by uh, your peers mm-hmm. for your work. And understand, uh, I've won. I've won fifteen regional Emmys. It looks the statue looks the same as what um, somebody on Modern Family would win. Yeah. The statue looks the same, I think, for what um, a sports broadcaster would win or what um, daytime television people would win. Yep. But but for my stuff, 
it can't air in more than 50% of the country to be considered regional, right? So kind of a lesser scale, though obviously an Emmy and proud to get them. And the first one was ridiculous and I was just over the moon. And I won it in a category called feature segment non-news. I won it for shit that was a minute and, and 30 seconds long. <laughs> Quick and hitter. when they called me up, and they said we'd been nominated. Yeah, I was like, "Wait, what? For 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 ninety seconds of television, that's doable?" And they were like, "Oh yes, it's a specific category. Wow. I've won in the religion category. Real my nonsense, my in my my politically incorrect, inappropriate uh, nonsense won in the religion category. Wow, for a a show I did on Jewish food that's that spent a, uh, some time in the beginning talking about culture and whatever. And yep. In fact, my own synagogue wouldn't let me shoot in it because they were fear of, <laughs> they were scared people would go, oh, that's a synagogue and we don't like Jews, so we're going to go like deface it or something. Wow. It, it was crazy. It was crazy. Anyway, um, the world we live in, right? So, so... Here's the here's the problem with the Emmys, and I would say this to the Emmy people. The judging, I get this email a couple times a year right around Emmy season, and they go, hey, we need people to judge Emmys. And what they do is they, they take uh, five or six people, and you've got to watch a half a dozen shows that are up in a particular category. But anybody that doesn't have time, so anybody that's like really busy at what they do, presumably good at what they do they don't have time to do it so they say no oh. so it's it's people at i hate to say this <laughs> it, it tends to be people at the beginning or the ends of their career yeah but you're I not think. that right i, I mean f- 14 no. times is not at the beginning or the end no 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 not me i'm saying those are the people that are judging oh right people right. that are sitting in a room watching it and you're supposed to watch the whole thing. Right. You know, we've been nominated based on a, you know, like a minute clip. But now for judging, they're supposed to watch all 23 minutes of my show and then five other shows. Yeah. And I know what happens because I've done it when I did it in the early days. You tend to skip through. And you shouldn't be influenced by the people in the room. But if you're new and somebody that's more seasoned goes, well, the editing is terrible, or the this is that, or the whatever. You know, you're gonna go. Oh, yeah. Oops, sorry. What? I, I've completely jury rigged my old thing for you because my computer at the last minute. <gasps> you still see me? <laughs> well, I see a picture of you. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Something went wrong here. That's Jeez, right. Louise, yeah. man. Wow. I just shut you off. Wow. Look at this guy. There we go. Did I get you back? Yeah. Are you on your iPhone? Okay. I'm on my iPhone. Is wow. it a ter- because my computer at the last minute, literally three minutes before we were supposed to go on, yeah, was I, I can't get it. I can't get a picture out of it. Oh dear! So I was like, oh shit, what am I going to do? Yeah. I can't disappoint Greg because he would never disappoint any of my requests. So yeah. So that's the thing. You skip through and you don't watch. And and anyway, so I wasn't even in town for this last. I was in Vietnam for this last one, and. Uh, the, the producer and the guy that shot it um, took my picture 
and the editor's picture on stage because neither of us could be there. Like on a popsicle <laughs> stick, just a cutout head of the both of us. Wow. So, are you, I mean, would you say that the process has become jaded for you at this point? Are you are you the go-to guy that wins? No. No. Because we haven't won for the past, like, three or four years, I oh, think. Oh, okay. So you had a little time um, off, and you've, you've, had some, you've come we back. We had some time off, and we didn't. And yeah. then last, last, year, last year, we didn't even enter because I was pissed and hurt, <laughs> but hurt that I didn't that I didn't even get nominated in the past couple of years, which is ridiculous. But, and you know what? Look, it, I don't care what, at the end of the day, Greg, you want to win it. You want to yeah, win it. Of course. Emmy is an Emmy, course, right? Forget everything that I've said. Wow. You know, my mother has one at her house in Canada. Yeah. And my uncle who was in the, the Jewish food show, just as it went to commercial each time, he said a word in Yiddish. Yeah. We split the screen like we're right now, right? Me yeah. on one side, you on the other. We split the screen. He said a word in Yiddish, and then I, I gave its, its uh, definition, and then he said it again. Hmm. Right? So he was in for a total of about 15 seconds. So last Thanksgiving, we're all sitting in, in that room these year, and somebody, we're talking about the Emmy, and he goes, I was on the show that uh, <laughs> Sam won an Emmy for, and another relative went like this. You should give him the Emmy. Yeah. And he went, I'd love it. And I brought it out and I go, here. And he left with it. I never imagined he'd actually really? take it home. He, wow. he took it home. He it's felt in Calgary now. He felt very uh yes. very entitled that that was Absolutely. he was probably his, the, the thing that put you over the edge. And my and his, wow. yeah. And wow. the only you, your name has to be on the Emmy, you know, when it's <laughs> submitted for the for consideration and you have to have played a substantial role. Yeah. You edit, you host, you do the music, whatever, you know, whatever the category is. But whatever. Whatever. So Can I show you something? Do you? I, is yeah. this, is, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I mean, I don't want to get in the weeds on the, the Emmy stuff. Go, but so get like in the weeds. If, I think it's interesting for uh, friends of mine that don't know about it. They always like to talk about it because they don't. It's always fun to hear about stuff you don't yeah. know, right? So you have the yeah, cookingguide.com website. And then, of course, for yeah. fans of mine that, yeah. is this going to be right? For fans of mine that were introduced to you by me through mm -hmm. the Sam Livecast, which, mm -hmm. you know, originally was a live show, like this show is live every yeah. Tuesday. And then yeah. uh, subsequently it's become uh, like pre-recorded or whatever you want to call it, but it's still a, a yeah. fantastic show. So you yeah, have yeah. Uh, your son that shoots it and does all the, yeah, yeah. the, the posts now, and all that stuff. We now call it uh, Sam the Cooking Guy Online. All right. So, Which kind of makes more sense in as opposed to the live cast correct. thing because it is it is certainly yeah. not live anymore. Absolutely. We're not trying to bullshit anybody. Right. Yeah. So is the Emmy guy different than yeah. your son that is shooting who is also, by the way, like if you've ever seen the same live cast or, you know, whatever the incarnation is today, I mean – Sam's yeah. son is an absolute wizard with post-production and shooting and photography and all that other stuff. Yeah, he's he's doing a great job. Yeah, Max you know? is great. And, and the stuff we shoot for Bed Bath & Beyond and a few other like corporate people is is definitely more polished than the online stuff. Yeah. But his real love, and he's going to leave me soon, is <laughs> shooting um, music, like live music, and yeah. then turning that into stuff. He was just in... I would have Michigan or Atlanta or some place this past weekend shooting a 
a DJ from from Copenhagen or Denmark, someplace. I can't even remember the guy's name. Uh, doing live sets at this amazing, amazing outdoor concert. The kids these days, I got to tell you, they go to these things that, you know, they're really not like singers. Yeah. They're DJs that, right. that perform. And a DJ is not a DJ anymore, Yeah, uh, my friend. I'm sure you know that yeah. you've got daughters of that age, as I have sons of that age. And um, they're really artists. They don't just, you know, uh, and now uh, staying alive by the DGs and they drop the needle. That doesn't happen right. anymore. Oh, no, no, no. It's, it's These guys thrill are, are mixing it's, oh, and yeah. putting stuff together. I mean, yeah. it's really fantastic. Yeah, no doubt. It's about really it. fantastic. You don't have to like the music to appreciate these guys' talent. Yeah. Oh, there's you know? no doubt about it. There's, uh, okay, I'm not going to tell that story because it would completely blow up my credibility. So I'll leave that would it? for the okay. back. Will you call me tomorrow? Yeah, and we'll tell talk me? about it off air. So, okay. Good, um, Canada Day was like, was it Saturday? Uh, Canada Day was the first. first. So that was Friday. Yep. Yep. 150 so, years old was the country. You are. Uh, originally, I'm not 150 years. I'm originally no. from Vancouver, Canada. Right. Originally Canadian. Yeah. So, what does what does Canada Still. Day mean to you as a guy who has now been living in America for a number of years? It me it means an awful lot. So, I'm still Canadian. It's where I'm from. It's my roots. It's like I would imagine, you know, Independence Day would mean to you if you move to Canada, right? It is where you're from. It's what you grow up with. It's what you know. And look, I could, I could blindfold you, put you in a plane, and drop you uh, in Toronto, and you might think you were in New York if you didn't uh, recognize um, Canadian store, you know, signs or that kind of thing. It looks like Toronto. I mean, it looks like New York. It. In fact, Toronto's been used for New York many times in movies, yep. as has Vancouver. But about an hour after being there, you'd start to really sense that there was a difference. Yeah, And it, it is a kinder, gentler place. I can't remember which president said that. I think it was one of the Bushes referred to Canada, or maybe, I don't know, maybe somebody further back than that. Kinder, gentler place. And it really is different. It's different. And in a very positive calmer quieter kind of way than the united states and so that's what i grew up with and that's what i remember and that's what i'm proud of and i follow some you know canadian photographers on instagram that that i really like and 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 um uh it's just it's just great to see that kind of stuff yeah love going back and when i go back and i'm like you know my mom's house or something i put on the news and i come across the, you know, the six o'clock evening news, it sounds like a Saturday Night Live skit about yeah. Canada. Yeah. The accents are so <laughs> heavy. And I'm not talking a French Canadian accent, yeah. which is a whole yeah. nother thing. Yeah, I'm Canadian, just talking about eh? the regular, you know, a boot and hoops yeah. and, you know, that kind of stuff like that. Yep. I, I don't make, uh, I wouldn't make pizza dough in a processor. I'd make it in a processor. Right. I wouldn't have a taco. I'd have a taco. Right. It's that kind of thing, you know, and it's it's funny to hear it, and it's it's great to be around it, and I love it. And there's certain Canadian sensibility things that you feel that you just get. 
So, yes, so huge amount of pride. And So you have Canada Day a couple days ago. Now you have July 4th, which is obviously the nation, uh, United States' birthday, but obviously a huge barbecue and grilling day. It's odd that it happens like on a Tuesday, right? I mean, that's... I worked. I literally worked yesterday. I'm off today. I'm gonna have to go to work tomorrow, right. which kind of sucks. How weird is that? Yeah. Are, wait. Let me ask you a question. Are you seeing this feed as slow and jerky as I'm seeing it? No. Or does it look okay to you? That looks alright. Okay. Hold yep. on. I do hear some flip the- pain in the ass kid in the back, though. It's not my house, no. bro. Let me, let me. I don't know how to. Fl- I don't know how to. Fl- oh, here's the flip the camera. Okay, watch. Yeah. What are we doing? Okay, so here's my setup. Right. Wow. There's my computer if yeah. I need it. There's my cocktail if I need it. What is that? And here's a here's what's that? Yeah. Oh, it's uh, vodka, a splash of cranberry, yeah. and, and lemon. Always oh, same thing. There's the box with a roll of tape on it, and 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 double sided tape here that my the the phone's been sitting on, right? Wow. But here, let me show you this. Yeah. Not oh, that. There I it can't is. Can't show you that. There's the Evo, and I can show you that. There's I the, know it. There's that. You want to talk about that? Evo. Yes. Okay, hold on. What do you mean this isn't we'll your house? This is exactly look, your here, house. What are you talking about? Here is uh, <laughs> here's me on July 4th. Yeah. Traeger. Yes. Yeah. And? Old time Traeger. Look at that. Meat ribs. Beef ribs right there, ladies you and gentlemen. got that right. Look at this guy. Are those your... Uh, uh, see, do you see this one? Yeah, wow. What's happened here? What happened? I've been chewing on it. I've been pulling pieces <laughs> off. They're actually ready. Yeah. If I wasn't talking to you, I'd be eating them right now. I'm oh. trying to figure out how to show you oh beautiful. my lord look at it just pull right off is that like a butter right. knife that's yeah oh. there's, there's nothing and i don't know oh. if you can see the, like smoke ring on wow. that oh yeah there's, looks there's tremendous. ring color there tremendous Watch, hold on. oh now you're gonna eat it right in front of us right <laughs> wow that looks great is that beautiful texas ain't got nothing on you canadian uh, i don't know so yeah. you know what's on this is uh shit it's hot ow 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 yeah it's in a cooker it's in a cooker yeah i know it's yeah. a couple hundred years look how unctuous that Probably looks that. wow right yeah very nice I, I, ow 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 yeah. so people on audio are going to be pissed that they can't see this but that's all right i gotta flip this around wait now i can't do this oh. hold on there we go wow look at pro you're a pro so, look at this guy i don't know if i can right if you can i don't know how well you can see Oh, it's just a, it's just oh. wow oh my gosh how good is that okay wow <laughs> it's just it's mental you know so all it is is coleman's mustard yeah salt pepper and garlic powder oh uh, you it. want you really want like texas old school mm-hmm. seasoning on it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you can tell you put it right in your mouth and you barely bit down on it you just basically like sucked the piece off of it Wow, look at the hands. Wow. They're nice, nice so, and coated. Aaron oh. Franklin, yeah. as you, I'm sure you've talked about. I know you've talked about. Who? Uh-oh. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I've heard all of he does is All he does is kosher salt and uh, fresh ground black pepper. Right. That's his thing. Yeah. So I like to add a little garlic powder just for a little background flavor. I agree and with I that, like to, I like to brush with Coleman's. English mustard first. That's it, dude. Would you wait in line for four hours? Like if 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 I picked you up in my private jet from Barbecue Central, and we flew yeah. down to Austin, 
Would we wait in line for three or four or seven hours to get Franklin barbecue? I, I wouldn't wait in line four hours to sleep with Angelina Jolie. No. Oh. <laughs> if, if, if she was my, if she was my cup of tea. <laughs> right, right. Four but, hours for barbecue? Or five? Or six? No. Yeah. I mean, look, I appreciate, of course not. What, I appreciate what he does. So weak. And I really, I really appreciate the salt and pepper, the simplicity. <laughs> yeah. I like things to taste like what they're supposed to be. Sure. And feel like, you know, that's a good, good way to get there. Yep. That being said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not waiting yeah. four hours, five said. hours. For sure. Yeah. Not four. And definitely anything more than that. Would you? Okay. So here's the deal. Oh, <laughs> no. You right. did? Hold on. Let's do let's do a quick break. I'll come back and I'll tell you exactly what I think about that. We'll, and, and then we'll take a look at that. How long do I have? Can I refresh my Aqua. drink? Uh, yeah, you got like three or four minutes. You got time. Okay, cool. All right, All right cool. All right, stand by. All right, we'll be back All with right. Sam, yeah, the yeah, cooking yeah. guy here in just one second. We're going to talk about uh, Aaron Franklin. Aaron, if you're listening, what I say is going to be done out of peace and love. Believe me. All right, folks, let me talk to you quickly about the pit barrel cooker. Oh, gang, pulling the trigger on a new cooker can be nerve-wracking sometimes. Temperature control, fire management, what woods to buy. Who needs the hassle? Might I strongly suggest a pit barrel cooker? The pit barrel cooker makes cooking simple and fun, and it just might be the most unique, versatile, and easy-to-use cooker available on the market today. Imagine a single cooker... That will turn out great traditional barbecue meats like briskets, pork shoulders, and ribs while also being able to ramp up in temperature to do those burgers, chicken wings, and dogs. Versatility all thanks to the revolutionary design that goes beyond traditional convection. The hook and hang method places the food in the center of the heat so it's acting like stationary rotisserie. Not only is the pit barrel a fabulous cooking vessel, it's aesthetically sexy as well. It's not only built to withstand heat, but thanks to its porcelain and enamel finish, the pit barrel is able to withstand any type of weather. Extremely portable, it fits in the back of most trucks, vans, and SUVs. Ready to go wherever you are. Of course, all barbecue folks love accessories, and the pit barrel doesn't disappoint here either. From the rubs to the stainless steel rub shakers to the unique removable lash pants, pit grips, turkey hangers, hinged grill grates... There is a full line of accessories that really complete the pit barrel cooking experience to include beer koozies and cooking or uh, coffee mugs, right? Best part, $2.99. The pit barrel ships fully assembled, ready to cook on, and free right to your door. Not only does the cooker ship free, but with a so few returns, everything they sell ships free to lower 48 continental U.S. states every day. No promo code, no coupon needed. Don't take my word for it. The folks at AmazingRibs.com give the Pit Barrel a top 10 rating in their gold division four years in a row. Head on over to PitBarrelCooker.com and see what everybody's talking about. Be sure to check out their full collection of short how-to videos, then pick up one or two for yourself. You'll thank me later. If you have any questions, you can contact them directly through the website or call 502-228-1222. That's 502-228-1222. And yes, they'll actually talk to you. Find out what great customer service is all about, won't you? pitbarrelcooker.com that's pitbarrelcooker.com more with Sam the cooking guy right after this stick around we'll be right back
continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Craig Rampey. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by the National Pro Barbecue Tour, presented by Sam's Club, 31 cities, 500000 in cash, and eternal bragging rights. If you won the whole thing, the next pro barbecue tour rolls into my favorite city, Indianapolis, Indiana, for a local qualifier to get more on the tour. Register your team to compete if there are spots or check results. KCBS.us slash Sam's Tour. That's KCBS.us slash Sam's Tour. All right. All right, so uh, I left you, Sam, and we were talking about (coughs) would I wait in line four hours or six hours for brisket. And here's the deal. For me to wait in line, regardless of who's doing it, there has to be a physical reaction that takes place. For me to wait that long to put something in my mouth, there has to be a physical reaction that takes place that I know is not going to happen no matter how good the brisket is, no matter how good the ribs are, no matter what. It's insane. I can't. It's insane. It's insane. I'm going to go one more. There has been such a line, and there has such talk, and there has been such adulation heaped. Rightfully so. I mean, I have a guy that comes on my show, Daniel Vaughn from Texas Monthly, who was the barbecue editor. He, I have his T-shirt. Yeah, just released the new top fifty. Franklin's yeah. is second behind Snow's yeah, Barbecue. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so yeah. obviously there has to be something to it. But let just me ask. Look, there's no question his shit's good, right? Let me ask but, you something. Let me ask you. Something. Yeah. If you wait in line for six hours, are you going to tell me if I pull you right out of line that that shit is bad? Let me think about that for one second. No. I don't think that you can wait in line. I don't think anybody that waits in line that long is going to tell me that 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 was nothing other than a life-changing experience because their life changed because they lost six hours. Get that big stuff out of here. Right? Forget forget about the the food, whether it's good or bad. Right. Dude, peace and love. After six hours, you're going to be fucking starving. Right. You're gonna eat. Uh, you're gonna eat somebody's right. Shoe. You're gonna be so hungry. And right. here's the, here's the thing. The thing that pisses me off about all that hype about all these guys, and I'm sure they're good. And I'm I'm, I'm not sure. saying, you know, his stuff and all the other people's yes. stuff isn't good. Right. But what bothers me is that I feel like it puts the food at such a high level. Right. That nobody feels like they can make anything that's even close at home. Or nobody can say anything nay against it. Right. And and you know what? Look, my whole my purpose for being is to encourage people to make their own stuff at home better. Don't just go out and buy a burger, make a burger. Don't buy a pizza, make a pizza. Yeah. Don't make a fettuccine alfredo or whatever. You know, make make it, don't buy it. Stop buying fast food. You know, fast food has a place. It's okay, but 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 that being said, I I really want to encourage people to do their thing. And I fear that when that kind of stuff happens, 
you go, why should I bother trying making my own barbecue? It always going to suck. It's never going to be as good as something that people would wait eight hours for. Yeah. I'm telling you, that beef rib that, and I've never made, I've never made beef ribs before. This is my first time. Looks pretty good. It was fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. What I have left over will become tacos tomorrow. Yeah. That, that, um, my next cookbook in my head is about reusing leftovers because I think people don't do it enough, but I certainly wasn't that guy for the longest time. I was throwing stuff out left and right. Wow. Uh, I'd, I'd make a batch of vegetables and I'd use them for dinner and then it'd be a day and a half later and I'd be like, oh, that shit can't be any good anymore. I'm going to just throw it out. Now, nothing gets thrown out. It goes into a frittata, goes into a pizza, becomes some kind of lasagna ingredient or eggs or an omelet or whatever. I'm emceeing an event here in San Diego in August. The event is called Wasted. Mm -hmm. And it's not about getting shit-faced. Right. It's about chefs having to use the things in the kitchen they normally throw out. Yeah. Potato peels, lemon rinds, you know, whatever. Beet tops, carrot tops, that kind of thing. And it's a really good idea. Really good idea. We throw away 40% of the food that we produce, which shouldn't happen. We should be hanging on to it. And and I think ever since, uh, ever since I've been yep. a fan of you... So obviously the throwing out was well before I started following you, but you have always been like you cooking the beef ribs tonight. Yeah. Isn't surprising to me, but the least surprising thing to me is you saying this thing's going to be in tacos tomorrow and it's going to be an yeah, omelet yeah, in the yeah, morning. Yeah, yeah, you're I mean, right. you're always like the next day and the, and the second day and the third day guy. It, it should look it. I think it should be. I think it's a reason to make extra when you cook. I say to somebody like, if you're going to make a steak tonight, make two. Well, I can't eat two. You know, husband and wife. Or you're going to make two, make four or three. Make an extra one or two. Yeah. I can't eat that. I go, yeah, tonight you don't have to eat it, but you eat it tomorrow. And they go, well, I don't want steak two nights in a row. Yeah. I go, sure, maybe you don't want to eat steak as steak two nights in a row. But what if it becomes something else tomorrow? Right. A pizza or on a salad or in a sandwich or in an omelet, what, you know, that kind of thing. Make extra so you can cook once, eat two or three times. Yeah. It's that simple. Yeah. It's that simple. And barbecue, you've got the smoker on, you've got the grill on, you've got the, the, the green egg on, you've got the art flame on, whatever it is. You've got things on half the art flame, fill up the other half. Yeah, You'll be so glad you've got it during the week. Or pick up the phone. I get, I, I get mad about it because I know people are throwing shit out, and you shouldn't. Pick up the phone and show me the uh, the the aqua blue situation behind. Looks like oh, yeah. looks like yeah, a yeah, ceramic yeah, yeah, cooker, yeah. but it's probably not a ceramic cooker. It does. No, I mean it. Uh, hold on, let me find my thing. Okay, so look, it looks like a, an egg. It looks like a Kamado thing. It looks like whatever, right? Yeah. So it's a cal. It's a caliber. Yep, caliber. Yep. I'm adjusting. There we go. Caliber Pro Kamado. Yep. Is this make, right? Uh, their colors are a little whack, which is fine with me. I like whack. And you <laughs> you open it up and it looks fine and yep. normal, right? Nothing yep. different here. Nothing it's got different. this. It does have it does have one of these things that lifts All up right. just yep. the, like the back yep. back uh, 
fifth of it. Hinge grill but, grate. The, but the best part, thank you for the, the, the technical terminology. But the best part is this. Is it's that a this basket? Rear, rear blaze basket. Oh. So what this does, this sets up indirect cooking perfectly for you. You don't have to make a fire here and scoot it to one side. Right. You build your fire in this. And look, of course, I used it recently. Oh. And it's, it's feel, I need to get the ash out. But you make it here in this, right? Yeah. And then you cook, you put your food on the grate here. And it's away from it. But the real beauty is this hole here. You know what that's for? And this little lip, mm -mm. it's for a rotisserie. Oh, no way. So it's got an electric rotisserie oh. that works on it. That I, I'm telling you, Greg, uh, the chickens that I have done on this oh. thing have been effing mind-blowing. So this is almost like for those super richy rich grills that have like that infrared rotisserie burner set in the back. This is yeah. like a charcoal version yes. of that. Wow. Absolutely. Absolutely. Who's doing that? Uh, the, just these guys. Nobody else no is. Way. And I have to say, I wow. don't know if it's a patent issue, Yeah. but if, but green egg needs to get on it. Wow. Right. Uh, but this thing, yes. so these guys, these guys, Say I, I I mean I've not done a side by side, but Caliber says they have the longest. You put a I think you put a pound of of charcoal in this thing. Mm -hmm. It'll go longer in this than in anybody else's Kamado. Wow, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, and you, and you're not a say. you're not a guy that is. Um you know, uh, only owning one type of a Kamado cooker either. You like, you're a big green egg guy too, right? No, I do. I do. I have a green egg down the side, I yep. down the, I don't know. You can't see. I've got some stuff stacked up down there. Yeah. I have a green egg and then here. Oh my, look at this backyard have, you have. Son I know. I know the backyard's good, right? So <laughs> yeah. the, the, the wide shot of that. Wow. Is that okay, a grill so right there in front of you? Yeah. Wait, this is the, oh. this, this thing. So. The caliber oh, guys. Oh, there's a refrigerator the, that you just the, glossed wait, the over. The caliber guys make this too, right? Okay. So this is this is designed by a guy named David Rockwell, who's an industrial designer. Yeah. So here's what makes this so great. I can't really get far enough away to show you. So what all grills do is right. They they open up. Yeah. That's good, right? Yeah. That's it. What makes this one really special that works for me because I shoot TV in front of it. Is watch and that this is what makes David Rockwell a genius. Ready? What just happened? I, look at it. Just went away. It went flat. Wow. So now the people that are sitting in that in that chair yeah. in that chair, right? Yep. They're not blocked. No. They're not blocked by that. They're seeing everything. They're seeing everything. How was how has that not been thunk up before? <laughs> so wow. look, they've got the thing over there with the rear blaze basket. Blaze basket, right? Okay. They've got the disappearing lid on this. The caliber guys, and I don't know if it's that big a name, but they're kicking this shit out of a lot of other companies, yep. a lot of bigger companies wow. with some really intelligent design. Yeah, and it's it's just like kind of ingenious 
simple stuff. Like, let's make exactly this lid right. disappear. Let's put this basket on the back and get you that rotisserie yeah. burner type of a thing. But just with charcoal, which, you know, from a cost standpoint, it, it, it has to cost more money to put in a ceramic burner to do that rotisserie yes. thing than I, it is w- just to stick a basket in there and fill it with charcoal. Absolutely. Wow. And then there, and then there's Look that. Oh, geez. I know that. That's and the Evo. The, and then there's the Evo. Yeah. That if you don't wow. know the Evo, it's, here's this lid. Let me pull this up. Look at this thing. And so look what it is. It's a 30-inch. Wow. It's basically a 30-inch cast iron pan turned upside down. <laughs> right? Wow. Does it get hot? So, like super hot? Yeah, it gets yeah. really hot. It gets really hot. You yeah. finish a steak on it. Yep. But the really beautiful part, I, I won't lift it up. I mean, if I did this, hold on. Oh, and you looked under oh, here. Oh, yeah. So you can see the burners there's, right there. Two there's burners. two burners there, right? Wow. So there's one here in the center, about here. Yep. Right? And then there's a second one about this far away from the edge. goes all the way around. But they're switched individually. Which means that I can have like a, a, a pot with like a marinade simmering on low in the middle. Mm-hmm. And then I can have this one on high and be doing chicken skewers or shrimp or beef or whatever. And then dip in the pot, yep. bring it out, put it back on here to let it caramelize and finish. Wow. I can do, I don't know, 35 uh, pancakes and 85 pieces of bacon. Who knows? I mean, you do just anything, a, a jillion eggs. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. So does it um, does it like pitch from the from the middle up and out? So like grease drains uh, to the outside, or how does that work? Correct. I don't know yep. if you can see it. I don't know if you, can you tell am I doing this? There's a slight slope down to the edges. Yep. And then around the inside. Oh, okay, you got on catch each right is there. one of those. Yep. And then this opens up. Wow. Fabulous. And it comes a little drip pen. Yeah. And they make this thing. You can also get this thing on a cart. Uh, for a freestanding cart that has a you know place for a, a tank of propane in it. Yep. Wow. So I mean the build, I mean that fits right into your whole situation there. So people yep, on the uh, right. people on the bar can actually sit there and toss on burgers and kind of yeah, so, help you so cook or sitting, do whatever. Pe- right. So people sitting here. Yeah, I mean, but for me, it's a complete demonstration kitchen, right? That's what yeah. I do. Right. And and then the best the, the best part, well, there's two oh, things here. Look the at ice that. maker that oh. I always run out of ice <gasps> because I do cocktails and not wine when we when we have people here. But the Perlick, the Perlick little fridge that wow. there's there's wine up on top. Yep. There, and Got then the I believe in that. I believe yeah. in a worldwide selection of beers you got it right there yeah oh i love modello by the way love modello right yeah right. wow yeah yeah that's it's it good. and what else it's does a guy Thank need you. your backyard is the bomb Sink. i got that yeah i got that i've got the traeger yep. uh living right there and uh and that's it i mean i don't know what else do i need i don't <laughs> need anything else honestly yeah i think you i can't uh, I, look i can't complain i'm a pretty happy kid yeah you need with, a roommate. Uh, the stuff that I've got. You, you need, need a roommate. Run. You need a roommate. Oh, Me. Yeah, a guy from I have Cleveland. One. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've yeah. had the same roommate for 32 years. Yeah. Are you suggesting I need a new roommate? No, never. never. Just an additional okay. roommate, of course. An additional roommate. Right. I got yeah, you. yeah. So, 
Uh, by the way, uh, you can check Sam the Cooking Guy out at thecookingguy.com. And uh, quickly before we go, you know, I thought yeah. I thought the TV show was going to be in the greater Cleveland area at this point, but uh, like, what's the what's the deal with the show right now? I don't know. I mean, 20, 20 other cities besides San Diego. Yep. I, I don't know. I'm I'm trying Huge. to figure out how to get there. I mean, I don't yeah. know if I can, but right. it's very difficult. It's complicated and. And uh, whatever we're working on it, I don't know if it'll happen. Thecookingguy.com. I thought I was, was going to be there. Yeah, well, I thought I, I thought you were going to be too. Thecookingguy.com uh, is the easiest way to get you, though. Yeah, you watch all the shows there. I mean, yeah. it's not the same as turning me on, sitting around the TV with the family on a right. you know a weeknight and saying, "Hey, everybody, let's watch Sam." And there I am on a bigger screen as opposed to your phone or whatever your right. laptop. No doubt. But, yeah. Well, on July 4th and the second hour, Sam has pulled me out of the gutter and produced a <laughs> great second hour. Uh, Sam, always appreciate the time and your friendship, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Oh, my, my, my pleasure, my friend. All right, take care. You're good. There he is. I want to hear that. Wait. What? I want to hear that story tomorrow. I want to hear that story oh, tomorrow. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll call you tomorrow. My phone's dropping. It's time to end the segment. Okay, See there you go. Bye-bye. It's Sam. Wow. Who doesn't like that guy? All guests on the Barbecue Central Show appear via the Smithfield Hotline. Doing your boy a solid in uh, terms that uh, most of you will never know. I can tell you this, though. The CHOP's power injector system is something you're going to want to get your hands on here in 2017. And 2017 rapidly coming to a close. It comes in three awesome sizes to fit your injecting needs. Each of their patent-pending CHOPS power injector systems features not one, not two, but four needles evenly spaced at the perfect distance, ready for injecting. The number one seller, the half-gallon CHOPS power injector system, designed for the competition guy or the backyard warrior like me. Easy to use, clean it, fill it, pump it, and away you go. If you have just one brisket or pork shoulder to do, you don't need to fill it all the way up. Just put in what you need. It will use it all. Comes with a whole bunch of stuff. It's 100 bucks plus you pay the shipping. Then you have the one-gallon CHOPS power injector system designed for catering and bigger jobs. It holds double the amount. That's why they call it the one-gallon. Some use it in competitions like when you cook M-I-M or 10 shoulders to get a perfect one. It comes with 14-gauge needles, two replacement plastic needle adapters, three-plug screws, and a needle protector. This one's 120 bucks plus you pay the shipping. The newest one is CHOPS full power injector system. It's electric. And is the commercial and competition big daddy. Not a holding tank this time, but a three and a half foot pickup tube. From a few ounces to a 55 gallon drum was designed for Chef Rob at the best barbecue restaurant in Kansas City. And he has said time and time again that with the CHOPS full power injector system, his briskets are better than ever. It comes with metal needle adapters, 14 gauge needles, 3 inch, 12 gauge needles, 2 inch, 11 and a half gauge needles, 3 plug screws, and a needle protector. 325 plus shipping anywhere. A number of the top pitmasters in the world use the CHOPS power injector system every day to make their barbecue better than the rest. Here's the deal. We live in a foodie world that now requires flavor in every bite. This is how you do it and do it fast. And it's not just for meat. How about alcohol-infused watermelon? Have I piqued your interest? Of course. Every injector hand-assembled made right there in Kansas City, Missouri, USA. If you want extra accessories, they got them. Want to shoot medium ground spices? They have it covered for that. They have two 3-inch, 4-inch, 12-gauge needles also. They have two-inch clothes-tip needles, perfect for shooting fatty meats. Keep your plugging up from needles with fat. 
They sell replacement stock needle adapters and plug screws. They have a great upgrade you can buy to make your Chops Injector Bulletproof. Metal needle adapters. How about that? Chops Power Injector System. Give your barbecue power. Barbecue Kansas City. That's Barbecue Kansas City. B-A-R-B-E-Q-U-E. BarbecueKansasCity.com. We'll be back to wrap up the show right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Whole packers, full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you've found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today, Craig Rimpy. All right, welcome back. Thanks again to Sam Zion for joining me on the show, thecookingguy.com, his website. All right, now let's go ahead and try and make it out on time here so everybody has a great 4th of July. All the way back in the first hour, we talked with Ray Lampy, Dr. Barbecue. He's a Hall of Famer. Then we had Jason King, BBQ, the numeral 4, the letter U, food. No, BBQ food, the numeral 4, the letter U.com. BBQ food for you. He's on YouTube. He's famous. Second hour, Sam Zion, Sam the Cooking Guy, thecookingguy.com. Uh, next week, no show. Make a mental note of that. It'll be a replay. I apologize for that. We're going to a place where murders are taking place at a rapid rate that I didn't know about until we made the arrangement. So, who cares about murder? September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. Happy birthday, America. And until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. <laughs> and until 2 Tuesdays from now at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.